All right, thank you, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you for being with us. We got a lot of news on the Biden family syndicate front. Uh, let me read from the Detroit News headline Prosecutors near charging decision in Hunter Biden case. Now, prosecutors are nearing a decision as to whether to charge President Biden's son Hunter with tax and gun related violations, according to people familiar, familiar with all of this. Uh, This is the culmination of a four-year investigation that Republicans have sought to portray as evidence of the Biden family being corrupt. Uh, Biden's attorneys met at the Justice Department uh, in downtown Washington, I believe it was a week ago today, uh, to discuss the case with U.S. Attorney David Weiss of Delaware, according to people that are familiar with the matter and spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss ongoing the ongoing criminal investigation Now, typically that sort of meeting in which defense attorneys urge prosecutors not to seek an indictment of their client or to seek reduced charges comes towards the end of an investigation. That means they probably have likely made a decision. Uh, The people familiar with the matter say Weiss is nearing the end of the decision making process, although they offered no specific timetable. And they did caution that the probe has taken longer than some officials thought it would frustrating law enforcement that 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 is only one part of what is a a big developing breaking news day regarding the biden family syndicate uh and it's all getting pretty interesting so anyway uh we got to pay very close attention to this let me give you some other information we have we have uh john solomon at justthenews.com uh has a development that the FBI has a document alleging a pay-to-play scheme that involves the president, Joe Biden, uh, according to lawmakers. Now, James Comer has subpoenaed the memo, says he was alerted to uh, this by the whistleblower and the House and Senate GOP investigators. Now, Comer is in the House Government Reform and Oversight Committee, and he's investigating the Biden family syndicate. And then you got a tandem investigation in the House Judiciary Committee, and that's Jim Jordan's committee, and they're looking into whether the FBI has politicized, the the DOJ weaponized. And anyway, so House and Senate GOP investigators, uh, they have said earlier today that they have learned that the FBI possesses this document alleging this pay-to-play bribery scheme involving Joe Biden, the president, and have subpoenaed this in what is now a pretty explosive new twist in their long-running corruption probe of the first family. Now, the Senate Budget Committee ranking member and longtime whistleblower advocate Chuck Grassley and House uh, Committee on Oversight and Accountability James Comer said that they learned of the document. It's known as a FD-1023 from the whistleblower. Quote, we believe the FBI possesses an unclassified internal document that includes very serious and detailed allegations implicating the current president of the United States. Now, what we don't know is what, if anything, the FBI has done to verify these claims or investigate further. The FBI's recent history of botching politically charged investigations uh, demands close congressional oversight. Chuck Grassley said that. And the information provided by the whistleblower raises concerns that the then Vice President Joe Biden allegedly encouraged and engaged in a, what is a ultimately there again i'm reading from just the news.com uh what they're calling a bribery scheme uh with a foreign national the american people quote need to know if president biden sold out the united states of america to make money for himself 
Senator Grassley and I will seek the truth to ensure accountability for the American people, according to James Comer. Then Comer said his committee issued a the subpoena designed to compel the FBI to produce the memo. The subpoena specifically demands that the FBI turn over the all FD uh, 1023s that contain the word Biden and all the accompanying attachments and documents with it. Now, what's interesting, let's go back to the whistleblower. Remember, the whistleblower made this allegation uh, that, in fact, he has information, the whistleblower from the IRS, alleging that the FBI and the DOJ have documents revealing this criminal scheme involving Biden and a foreign national. Uh, So the whistleblower alleged that the FBI, the DOJ, are in possession of the document, and that's exactly what what we're talking about here. Uh, Comer issued the subpoena followed uh, following legally protected disclosures. Uh, according to Charles Grassley's office, they believe that they have it. This is a huge development. And this gets to the heart of the questions I've been asking. Now, as far as I'm concerned, what we're hearing about an indictment of Hunter Biden. OK, it's interesting um, what we learned yesterday that Hunter Biden was warned in 2017 about monies that he didn't pay taxes on going back to 2014, and the allegation is that uh, people in the Department of Justice uh, let the statute of limitations, they might have let the statute of limitations pass. Uh, We've got to find out and get to the bottom line of that story. Uh, So far, we've not gotten to this. Uh, Let me also bring in an article in the Washington Times uh, written earlier today uh, about two top congressional Republicans now alleging that Secretary of State Tony Blinken, that he lied to Congress when he denied knowing that President Biden's son, Hunter, held a lucrative job on the board of a Ukrainian gas company. And Johnson and Grassley wrote to Blinken and his wife to demand that they produce all records referring to related matters involving Hunter Biden, who is now the subject of this congressional probe into farm business deals that paid millions to Biden family members. Remember, first, we only thought it was Joe, his brother, Jim and Hunter. Then we found out it was nine people. Then last week it came out as it was as many as 12 family members. I mean, these are all serious charges. What we've not gotten to the bottom of. And remember, all of this started because of Peter Schweitzer's book, Secret Empires. And and we did the first interview with Peter. We've had him on so many times since then. um, And he keeps doing an even deeper dive into all of this. And the amount of money that he believes is involved in all of these deals is massive. And what we need is a definitive answer. How much money did the Biden family do with in business with China? Uh, how much did they make in terms of profit? Uh, the same with Russia, the same with Ukraine, the same with Kazakhstan, and the same with, according to Jim Comer, James Comer, you know, a dozen other countries. How much money did they bring in? How much money in deals did they do? You know, in other words, and what did Joe Biden know? When did Joe Biden know it? We know he lied when he said repeatedly on the campaign trail. We know he lied when he said that he never once had a a single conversation with his son, Hunter, about his foreign business dealings. Okay, we know that's not true because we know of dates and times and places that Hunter, Joe, and Hunter's business partners, foreign business partners, were all together. So that's one big fat lie by Joe. How much money did Joe, the big guy, get in terms of 
monies from his son Hunter. Now, Hunter, on the laptop from hell that was very real Tony Blinken and all you 51 former Intel people that signed that letter and lied to the American people and gave Joe Biden cover in the weeks before the 2020 election. And I think there ought to be an investigation into that. That's all the earmarks of Russian disinformation. We've never seen it, but it doesn't sound real to us. Okay, and that was used in a debate against Donald Trump by Joe Biden. Uh, so now it's it's getting more interesting by the minute, you know. And by the way, Merrick Garland needs to answer some questions. Uh, why didn't they go after Hunter Biden? They've had that laptop since December of 2019. Why didn't they go after uh, Hunter Biden? Why didn't they verify that? Now, John Solomon said to me on TV that they did verify the authenticity of the laptop from hell. And that would be in the spring of 2020. So if all of that happened, then why was the FBI that verified the authenticity of the laptop? uh, Why were there FBI agents in the months leading up to the 2020 election having uh, weekly meetings with big tech companies, basically indoctrinating them uh, into a a belief that there's going to be a misinformation campaign from a foreign country to influence the 2020 elections, and it might be about Hunter Biden, according to Yoel Roth, former integrity site head at Twitter uh, before Elon Musk bought it. Um, so why were they at? Why were they prepping all these companies when they knew if the FBI had the laptop, authenticated the laptop, as John Solomon says, if that all happened, and they let the FBI agents imply to big tech companies? That if you hear a story about Hunter or Joe Biden, it's likely misinformation. Well, that's why it got censored. You couldn't even put it out on any social media platform at that time without either getting banned or having it erased or having it blocked by the big tech companies. Well, that's the greatest, biggest in-kind contribution you could ever want. And frankly, it's interference in a presidential election, which also, as we have covered at length and in deep detail, uh, what happened in 2016. At some point here, we've got to ask ourselves, do we want integrity? Do we want the FBI putting, you know, cinder blocks on the scales in favor of their candidate uh, of justice to influence election outcomes? The answer should be no. And I bet Democrats would feel the same way if they did something to help a Republican candidate, you know, that we can't have that. At that point, it's over. Our this great republic is done. It's finished. Shred the Constitution. It's over now. uh, You know, so we need to know what did Merrick Garland know? Why did Merrick Garland sit on his hands all the time? He's been uh, the AG of the United States. Why did the FBI have this laptop and not do anything with it. If they authenticated it, as Solomon said, why didn't they do anything with it? And then you could even take it a step further. Why did they take something that they knew to be false and tell their agents to go interview people at big tech companies and inform them that this may happen? Because that that absolutely played a big role. Did Merrick Garland, he claims he didn't, but did he lie before a congressional committee? Because now we believe and that GOP Senator uh, Charles Grassley and Ron Johnson, they're both saying Tony Blinken lied under oath about his emailing with Hunter Biden. He testified, he made false statements, which under which before Congress is a, a 
a crime uh, that occurred when he sat down for an interview with the Senate Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs Committee in December of 2020. Blinken was still working for the Biden campaign at the time and told the committee he had not previously emailed Hunter Biden. Now we find out, according to emails reviewed and verified by Fox News Digital, that Anthony Blinken, in fact, did communicate via email with Hunter Biden when he was serving as the deputy secretary of state in the Obama-Biden administration. And Hunter was on the board of the Ukrainian energy firm Burisma where he admitted on GMA he had no experience in oil, gas, coal, energy at all whatsoever, and no experience with Ukraine. Well, why are you getting paid all this money? I don't know. No idea. No idea why. Maybe because your dad's in charge of Ukrainian policy? Does that explain Joe on tape bragging that he leveraged $1 billion U.S. tax dollars and said fire a Ukrainian prosecutor or you're not getting the billion? And son of a bee, they fired him? all begins to make sense now. Now, Merrick Garland standing by his testimony. Tony Blinken just said, oh, I'm not involved in politics in my position as Secretary of State. He's just dodging and ducking and weaving. Uh, But in his case, I believe there's pure, there's a lot of evidence involved in all this. Anyway, 800-941-SEAN is our number if you want to be a part of the program. Later in the show, all things simple man Bill O'Reilly and later Kaylee McEnany will join us as well. Uh, I've been telling you now for many, many months about the importance of every school having a Knox entry access system that quickly allows law enforcement into a locked campus and locked doors during an active shooter incident. There was a a SWAT activity near Atlanta, a shooting scene earlier today. Uh, Another example. Now, tragically, U.S. school shootings uh, continue. The outcomes are devastating. Uh, But anyway, 18 tragedies occurring in the first three months of this year alone. Now, the Knox Company has been trusted by first responders since 1975. And with their new advanced electronic e-key technology, local, state, federal law enforcement, they can access locked doors during crisis situations. Now, statistics illustrate the need and the importance for all schools to install this invaluable resource. Now, a Knox entry system can be installed, managed by school, the school, the district, parents and grandparents. It's very important that you ask your kid's school if they've installed a Knox entry system. Learn more about it. Go to their website. It's schoolentry.com, schoolentry.com. All right, quick break. More news of the day when we come back. 800-941-SEAN, our number, as we continue. <laughs> 